If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50 plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. Ryan, what about you? Blood, my, my, my story is the complete opposite, my guy. But... <laughs> but I think that I think that um, when you were speaking, one one phrase has come into my head, and it's like a spiritual principle, and it is what you behold, you become. Yeah. And that's why the mm. Apostle Paul, when he's writing letters to different churches or whatnot, he's constantly saying, "Fix your eyes on Christ. Fix your eyes on Christ. You know what I mean? Fix your mind on things above, mm. and uh, whatever is yeah. whatever is noble, whatever is um, you know of yeah. whatever is noteworthy, whatever is." kind like yeah. think on these things because what your mind's yeah. fixated upon you're gonna you're gonna be drawn into and you're gonna actually become and embody whatever your eyes are fixed upon the eyes of your mind um mm. and i think that that's that's a massive thing that we need to continue as men that's something that we need to remind each other of but it's also something that we need mm-hmm. to be teaching our youngers to um realize you know because some of them are so some of us we from our own experience are so unconscious to the things we were feeding ourselves do you know what i mean yeah. the eye mm. the eye is consuming a lot more than the mouth ever could you know and the things that go into your that's body true. can that's mash true. you up so if, imagine the things that are going into your eyeball um you know and we 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 are constantly feeding and we Probably yeah. more now than ever before, we actually have an opportunity and a responsibility to check the things that we're feeding ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah, especially during lockdown, you've got idleness creeping in. The media doesn't slow down just because your life is slowed down. It will it will consume your mind <laughs> if you're not intentional about what you spend your time on. I had an interview with a guy in this podcast earlier. His name is Leo Flowers. Uh, I don't think he's a believer, but he's... Uh, he's very accomplished in uh giving mental health advice mm. um and he's he had some great practical tips about things to do like um just again communication like instead of only being on your phone all the time like learn to get your sleep like mm. if <laughs> the the amount of time that technology eats up the sleep that we have mm. and then we wake up and our resolve for the day is ruined because we didn't get enough sleep. We're not energized for the day. Our self-control and our resolve is down mm-hmm. because we, we, we're not getting the rest that we need. So there are very practical sides to this as there well. Um, he also said, if possible, go out 
um do go out every day do a walk yeah man walk bro. see a panoramic Enjoy view nature yeah mm. you know because drink water drink water and the, like you said there's power in the eyes there's power in what we behold right leo said every day if you make at least a bit of time to look at a panoramic view like you, you don't have to go on the hills like for me i'm fortunate enough to have a back garden that has a pretty good enough view of the local trees right and I just do some skipping and I observe the trees. And that helps broaden my horizons. It teaches my brain that there's more to life than my little bubble. What I've what I've normalized in my brain up until this point in my life is, is not the big picture. I'm capable of so much more. And these physical things that we do, and like you said, Paul, taking a notebook, writing down reasons to be grateful, doing tangible things to remind yourself about what really matters in life is important. Mm. And this applies to everyone. Uh, you know, what I love about this podcast is there's so many transferable things that are, pl- are applicable to anyone of any gender, any race, you know, that deep down these issues of black mental health and this and that, it's just issues of the human soul that we all have, which is what keeps us grounded as individuals and our resolve to do practical things to help us depends on how strong our beliefs are um so yeah uh what was i going to say next um so yeah back to like faith um like yeah i was asking in terms of the different mental breakdown moments of your lives like how quick were you to resort to your faith to help you uh, and what kind of made it hard for you to say or to understand that Jesus, your relationship with Jesus could be the answer for that? Like, what were the stumbling blocks in your faith yeah. at that time? I, I personally had a few different deliverance um, encounters, mm. I'll call them. And for people who don't know what that is, it's almost like a, what somebody might call an epiphany or what somebody might call a a, a you know, a phenomenon of the mind or a phenomenon of the life where you, you come to a certain revelation or, or your it it's healing really. I experienced many different mm. experiences of healing for my mind because, you know, a lot of the time people talk about mental health issues as if they cannot be dealt with other than through therapy yeah. or through um you know, narcotics or what we call <laughs> pharmaceutical, group yeah. or whatever, but taking drugs. Yeah. Not that therapy is bad. No, no, yeah, definitely, not, definitely not to say therapy is bad. If you're in therapy, stay down that route because there's some amazing things that can happen when you when you stick at that and remain persistent. But for me personally, mm. I, I didn't have that. Um, but, but at the same time, I will say that conversation with your loved ones, those who are close by you, if you believe you can mm. trust their um, counsel, is second to none you know iron sharpens iron in all situations and just being able to have somebody that you can have that you can reason through things with so i was thankful to have my brothers and to have my family because there was no conversation that couldn't be had um so oh that's good and uh i remember it being quite a bombshell when i did share with my family the types of things that i was doing and thinking and um my mental health say i i Mm. almost actually got sectioned so that's my story. Wow. But um, I experienced many different levels of healing. I suppose that it, it's all a process. Do you know what I mean? 
I, I yeah. personally had a phenomenal situation where I was one way one day and the next day I was I was different, you know. But <laughs> um, for but at the same time, I've realised even in my older age, I come across things. I'm like, rough. I passed this when I was 18 years old, and that's 10 years mm. ago now. Man, still having to you know allow these things to. I'm still having to face them, and um, mm. and and overcome them. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic, man, mm. and it's something that people are constantly faced with because we're we're fragile beings. Although although we have a lot of strength, we're very fragile at the same time, and um, mm. just as much as these practical things can help you um, find and remain in sanity, my relationship. I, I don't like to use the word faithful. My relationship with the Most High as my Father, coming mm. to know my identity through the lens of Christ, um, and yeah. and you know a lot of people don't really speak that much about the counseling of the holy spirit actually having the being of christ inside mm. you um to counsel yeah. you and it is it's one of those things that can make people feel a bit weirded out and a bit scared or a bit strange but um yeah the, and especially within the black community again i don't want to reinforce negative stereotypes mm. but um and, you know, a lot of the, the lack of fathers that we deal with in, you know, many ethnic minority families, uh, especially, unfortunately, um, I guess, uh, many me in, among black people, I'd say, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems a lot of Caribbean families, especially, yeah. uh, have seem to have this issue of the father not being present in the home, mm. whether that is due to his um, cognitive decision or just through the circumstances that he's gone through. Mm. Um but I guess it's hard when you have a lack of a father figure in your life. You find it hard to understand that God is a loving father, you know, mm. and, you know, that's we could go down a whole big rabbit hole of how in an attempt to um, hold on to their black pride, many people, like many black people kind of discard Christianity because just the taste of Christianity is bitter to them because of the whitewashing of it and Western culture and all of that, which we'll need another episode. And I'll um, invite me for the episode, please. I, w I'm, I'm will, down. I will. I'm I think down, bro. definitely, we'll definitely. But, um, and Paul, if you want to do that as well, you can join us as well. Definitely, I'd love uh, to, to dissect to that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess the question now is, how did, like, the church... The churches you've been part of, how have they helped you better navigate your identity as not just a man, but as a child of God? And through these hard seasons where you are really going through, I guess, identity crisis, how did the church help you? And what, from what you've experienced, what do you think the church um, needs to do more of to help maybe either men in young men in general or black um men um and to, to help us really navigate our manhood what what do you think the church um what have you liked the church doing what what have you seen the church do well and what what areas of improvement do you think um we can have so i'll, I'll let either of you start that one yeah um i think for me personally the biggest thing we can do is to just um, well, okay. The, 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 there are a few things. Um, I'll start with, with you know the the, the 
kind of the, the black community as, 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 as a whole in terms of how we address mm. mental health. I personally, when I was going through what I did through, I as an individual, I'm very much a known warrior. And I like to keep my, my, my situations private. Um, and so I only really, like like, like Art said, I, uh, like Artie said, I, I speak to, you know, my loved ones. Um, but I think, you know, so growing up, I always had a lot of responsibility in the church. Um, mm. And so you have a lot of counselors, a lot of people to, 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 to kind of talk to. But I think in general, what I've noticed is a lot of a lot of people within the church don't necessarily know how to apply uh, biblical knowledge to therapy in, in, in a therapeutic way. Um, and, and I think, and, and here's what I mean by that. I mean, therapy by definition is just counseling. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But counseling is program is, is a program based thing, step-by-step thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Bible is a very good basis. The principles that are taught in there, you know, taking care of oneself, building good habits, etc., building a character. These mm-hmm. are things that can be I know everyday living and actually work quite a lot and actually quite well with a lot of psychological theory in terms of like uh, CBT um, therapy, etc. There's quite a good blend there and there's a way to mix in biblical principles I mean, in a, a way that is consistent. But the, what I find counts as therapy, a lot of just telling me Bible, that's completely impractical um, in that I know the verses but i need to know what they can do for me i need to know what that looks like in real life you know mm-hmm. in, in how does how does i'm more than a conqueror how do i do that every day how do i how do i pen that down how, how do i yeah. actively like mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. do i love uh, how, how do i uh the, the god hasn't given me the spirit of fear but of power you know uh, um mm-hmm. and a sound mind how do i apply these things you know power yeah. of in the psalm how do i really put yeah. these things in place that's 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 pretty much absent um, mm. And that lack of applicability is what I think hinders the church because I, you find that you go there and you just hit the same verse and you time and time again, but no one knows mm. really how to make it practical, man. Um, yeah. And there's no that's system that's I, put in place. There's, there's no system. There's, there's no yeah. program. There's no step-by-step thing. There's nothing like that. And I think part of the reason is because a lot of churches, again, uh, have this stigma that for some reason, being more educated will somehow result in you having less faith. The more something mm. can be explained, the less mm. God will be relevant. They have, it's just this fear. I've yes. noticed it, especially when I like engage with people in, 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 in churches sometimes, and I speak mm. to them about like the you know there's a classic example of like um the reliability of the of the New Testament. You know um mm. you know the the, the, the shroud of, of Torah like, like, uh, uh, and, mm. and and all these things that are historical. And I try to like look at the Bible yeah. from a historical perspective said that like shakes them up like don't speak about don't know that don't speak about it's like all the what explanations it's like yeah and 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 if we uh keep it within black context as well some black people again we associate knowledge with a white thing as well so you've got that other thing as well where it's like you're being a bit too much like the white man in the sense that you're too prideful in your knowledge, you're and you know we associate education and knowledge with whiteness and power. So you've got that added stigma to being quote unquote you know um, intellectual. You know, um, yeah, so no, no. within the black churches as well, we've got that added 
sort of barrier as well in many cases obviously it's not within every black church but um many yeah. churches i guess yeah. like i couldn't tell you how, how many times not necessarily in church but growing up in in in, in, in my community you know because um i always took pride in my eloquence um i loved english like i love sounding mm. like i know what i'm talking about being able to put sentences together telling a narrative in the exact same way i picture it in my mind there's just something so beautiful about that for me um, and I love that, but, you know, every time I spoke, I sounded white. And apparently that was a bad thing. And it's like, well, all right. <laughs> you know? that Nonsense. I mean, <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I, I, like I told you before, I'm pretty stubborn. So I was just like, I don't mm. care what you think. And like, I, I, I continue on. But it's just, for me, it's just the, the people in church need to kind of, it's, it's kind of like that, that, um, uh, the, that project you, you're talking about, the, yeah, the, um, the animated projects yeah. I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. And so mm. that particular kind of thing where we need to teach people like the reason behind faith and that faith and reason are one. Once we can yeah. pass that barrier, I think we'll become so much more open to addressing these issues in, in like for what they are sometimes, you know. Like so, mm. sometimes it's just a matter of, of developing a plan along with prayer every single day, like an active plan that you actively do or else what will happen mm. is you'll take someone into a room and you'll talk to them and you'll give them a bible verse here and there and they'll say it feel good for a moment go home and they feel terrible mm -hmm. again and then their conclusion would be that this stuff doesn't work when it's just that you didn't do it properly and so they'll go to yeah. a therapist now and the therapist is a secularist right the therapist doesn't believe in god and they'll give them something you know a step-by-step -step thing and it works and now all of a sudden god isn't real is that what I mean? Because what you <laughs> give them in the name of God wasn't a program or anything that could actually work, work practically because it, it, it didn't have any order to it. And so they took that to mean that prayer doesn't work when truthfully, mm. that's not that's not necessarily the case. And so, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a lot basically like that. what it's basically what I think it was James who said, you know, faith without works is dead. Right. Faith. Yeah is not fully come to life or activated if you don't have your works and your practicality to aid it. And again, there's this misconception within Christianity of faith versus works. You've got some Christians who are like, all faith, all faith, just pray about it. And then you have Christian Christians who are too focused on the work aspect. You know, you have to work, you have to work. Um, so this whole conversation that we're having tonight is about balance. I think that's that if yeah. there's one word to sum up our conversation tonight is balance and it's hard to understand and maintain balance if you do not have a balanced worldview you know mm. that's what it comes to like if you want to really find healthy balances in your life it all comes down to having a balanced worldview and again that's why we believe what we believe as christians because um there's so much duality in christianity there's God's grace and his justice, they go hand in hand. We've got yeah. faith and works, they go hand in hand. We've got, um, you know, trusting in God. We've got um, the peace that God gives through Jesus Christ. And we've also got the reality of the spiritual war that we have to fight as well. So there's, that's what I love about Christianity is there's balance and what the Bible how we look at Jesus as well um, and Jesus as a man and how when I look at Jesus as a man and how he lived his life that helps me as a man to have a good sense of identity he had a great balance between humility and emotion and sensitivity and also 
making it clear who he was and who what his authority was. And the amazing thing is, the strongest thing he, he ever did on the outside was the weakest thing that he did to many people, which was dying on the cross, taking on the sins of the whole world. That for me has become the pinnacle image of manhood, that through your humility, through your brokenness, you are actually being stronger than any other human being because you're able to face pain. You're able to face humiliation. And it's not even for yourself, it's for those around you. Like that's what it really means to be a hero. When we look at all these comic books and all these action hero movies, the real, we know just from great films that we've seen from, you know, these great male role models we look up to in, in populist culture, we know that the best heroes are the ones who lay their lives down. They're the yeah. ones who, who take the fall for the team. You know, it's not the one who's got the shining badge and saying, look at me. That's not the real hero, you know? And, um, so like let's just talk a little bit about Jesus and how just Jesus as a man and the historical record of what he did on earth how that's helped both of you um really understand what it means to be a man yeah, which I know we won't have enough time to fully dissect that now but let's just touch on it a little bit <laughs> just tease yeah, the audience no, I mean, a bit you know I can't even lie to you Getting to know Christ, I think, really saved me. Like, there's a quote by C.S. Lewis, and I'll probably butcher it. And it says, I believe in God in the way that I believe in the Son. Not only does he give me light, but through him I can see everything else, you know? Mm. And that that's the way that I um, view my Christian life. Like, let me tell you something, right? And I'll be t -t -t totally frank with you. Without God, I am a selfish, vain, lustful individual who basically lives to serve his own pride and i couldn't see that before i i, I don't know mm. why but I, I couldn't see it because as far as i was concerned it, it's my desires you know i'm justified da, da, da. but you can't love like that that's not love right mm. and so knowing god and looking at his principles love does not this i had to realize that raw like i've got a, i've got to die in some way you know i've got i've got a Parts of me have to die and I have mm. to fight them in order to love the people that I love the way that they need to be loved. And beyond the point where I feel as though I'm no longer in a place of convenience. That's yes. where it really came for me. It's mm. I, I had to move past convenience and simply putting a checklist of the things I wanted. You know, I reached mm. a point where it, was, it became more about how do I express love in a way that God would be proud of? Like, is this really the, the, the what? Can I make this kind of is viewing the person this way how God views me? Like, mm. can I really boost the value of, let's say, you know, my next relationship on how they look, you know, or yeah. whether or not they know me? Is that really what's important? And I think for a lot of guys who are married at certain and moved on, that's a ridiculous question. But as a guy who's, you know, 23 years old, I hadn't. I really had much experiences in life. That was a big question for me because mm -hmm. kind of like what you said earlier, I spent mm -hmm. I spent 22 years of my life feeding myself nonsense, right? And I didn't mm -hmm. know I was being fed. I didn't mm -hmm. know that I was being vain and being shallow. And I had all these requirements and checkboxes inside my mind that were, you know, just at the back of my head. And then when I was put into a position where I was in real life, I would constantly use it. And then mm -hmm. I was put into a position where I had to fight it. And that's why it, it, it became so difficult for me because I, so I looked back and I just saw corpses, right? I saw just dead things in my life that needed to be taken out. Vanity, 
lustfulness. Mm-hmm. I, I told myself, I can't expect that the women that I eventually marry will always be as attractive as they were on day one. One day it'll mm-hmm. go away. But even if it means that I have to get used to it, am I really going to take away what God has given me or hate what God has given me because of something as shallow as appearance? Is that really all there is to me? Is that mm-hmm. Christian? Is that God? Is that how I'm supposed to love? Is there more mm-hmm. to me than my desires? Like all those questions started to come up. And so for me, seeing Jesus and what he did for me, and I'm like, yo, this is a guy who died for me and I'm all the shallowness that I'm experiencing and, and trying to get rid of. He died for me and laid his life down for me in spite of that. So who am I to treat anyone else that I love any differently and start to treat them differently because they don't look good today or because they've annoyed me today or whatever. Like, how am I supposed to, how do I reflect God um, in my life in the way that I think he's reflected himself to me and that's mm. what jesus did for me. like he like i'm talking 180 i kind mm. of went like this is not what i thought it was and that's why at the start i said love is nothing like what you think it is because it's a laying down first it's a yes. laying down and being like i choose this i love this i'm yeah. here for this and i will fight for this and we will work through this that's what, what i think it's, yeah. it's, it's through the, the, the Greek language, agape love, unconditional yeah. love, the purest yeah. form of love. We're not talking about the love you hear about on love and hip hop or yeah. uh, or we ain't talking about, no, <laughs> this is a funny time in the world right now. We thought Will and Jada were relationship goals and look where that got oh. us. <laughs> yeah. Like beautiful definition of love right there, Paul. Thank you so much for that. Ryan, is there anything you want to add to that? <laughs> um, there's a there's an old Greek word that they use in um, in theology called kenosis, which which just kind of encapsulates what Paul was talking about. And it mm. the word the way that they describe it is self donating. I don't know why, but I really like that um, angle. It's mm. about the donation of self mm. um, in a way of of seeing other people propel and making sure that you realize that your life has never been about you <laughs> yeah it's self-giving self-donating love that where is where you find love and that's why jesus said unless you lose your life you'll never find it um yes. and and yeah he he he's an encapsulation of that you know and to know mm-hmm. that the, the designer and creator of the universe that's the resonance and the frequency in which he created all things and when mm. we're, we're all out of line with that when we're not yeah. walking in line with that same spirit and same vibe do you know what i mean mm. and it's it's amazing to think that the the sun like he was talking about or the moon or the stars and everything else that we can see has been um created in in and under that same principle, um, mm. you know, the sun gives us life and it, and it burns and it, and it's, mm. you know, it's going to, at some point they say it's going to implode because of, because of its, its radiance, but that's all for us to be able to be alive. Um, yeah. and, and nature, you know, a plant gives its life for us to have life. Yeah. You can continually see throughout even I don't know what you man had for food today, like what you had for lunch and dinner, but I'm gonna take it because you're from certain places of the planet. You had some meat in there, innit? You may yeah. not, have, but Chicken, but, but at the same time, this animal 
gave this life in order for you to have life. Um, it's a circle. And, it's that, a cycle. and that, you know, that, that picture is everywhere we look when we have eyes open enough to be able to see it. Um, mm. And yeah, man, it, it's beautiful how, how it all ties in when, when um, the scales fall. Yeah, you know, but the skills are are things that we gave to ourselves just by being who we are. Like Paul was saying, all yeah. of the negative things about himself that he is within his flesh. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not even gonna go down that route with me, brother. Car, yeah, it's 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 peak. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and marriage and marriage will definitely teach you how selfish you are. And I'm sure when I get to the parenthood side, it was even gonna get even more peak when I realize how much of a self obsessed brother I can be <laughs> but um the beautiful thing is is that Christ kind of stands in the gap and says well actually I'm the way that you're yes. that the father looks upon you I am your identity you know I get I get to actually boastfully in him boasting in him say that I am holy and blameless and righteous yeah. and um and I am a son you know and and I, I can do no wrong in the, in the light and sight of my father although that is not that is not my everyday experience. It's something yeah. that I'm drawn I'm being drawn into that experience or more. Yeah. I kind of come into a revelation of that. Definitely. I'm gonna finish with this to all those who are listening. Um, regardless of your spiritual beliefs, whether you're a black young male listening or you are a white male who wants to help his friends, or you yourself struggle with mental health, or if you're a female, whoever you are. Just listen to this, right? We know if you buy a product and there's a malfunction with it, who are you going to trust to fix it? Are you going to trust? Who are you more likely to trust? Who are you more likely to trust the a, a, a local person who fixes broken phones? Or are you going to trust your friend? Or are you going to trust the manufacturer of that product? And so what the question I just want to pose to you, again, I'm not forcing my views on you, but it's just something for you to think about. If you really want to get to the bottom of not just your mental issues, but just your general life issues, you're going to have to ask yourself the question, who manufactured me? Who's the manufacturer? Who's the manufacturer of my life? And that we're talking about coming back to the manufacturer. People didn't make you. Culture didn't make you. Even you didn't make you. So... I'm not saying you have to be religious to counter your mental um, issues, but it's at least worth considering if you really want to get to the root of your issues, that there might be more to this than the physical. Uh, we might, even if there's a possibility in your mind that there's a spiritual side to us, you owe it to yourself to look into faith. You owe it to yourself to explore the deeper questions of how, not just how did I get here? But why am I here? Like, what is fundamentally wrong with my worldview, my my soul, if I do have one? You know, ask yourself the deeper questions. Um, it's not just about going to therapy. It's about speaking to your loved ones. It's about maybe going to church, reading the Bible, you know, looking into things that popular culture isn't telling you to look into. Um, because we are complex human beings and we need to address more than just our physicality, if that makes sense. Um, if we really want to get to the root of uh, psychological or emotional issues. Um, so that's what I have to say on that. And I think we're going to stop it there. Um, do you guys want to just drop your socials, say 
where people can find you um and if you're open for people to dm you about the topics then you can just let them know um so just just drop your links where people can find you and contact you yeah um you can find me on instagram um mainly um i don't really use to opt instagram's kind of my thing uh at special delivery we'll just type in pull the messenger three different words you'll find me feel free to dm me i have a podcast uh called dm man i'm hoping to get nathan on yes and rtr yes. like, i'm down bro i'm down mm. we can kind, of, kind of talk about this stuff further as well because it's really important to me yeah one thing that i will say is my kind of closing statement mm-hmm. is um step away from whatever you're desperate for because mm. do whatever you're desperate for you know barring it being desperate for god mm. will 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 make will make you vulnerable and vulnerability leads to compromise so you know unless it's a unless it's it's a never ending source of god if you're desperate for just take a step away from it especially as a man because you find that a lot of the mistakes we make is because we were we were desperate mm. like you had to have it Mm. Or you, you know, you blew your chances. Yeah. So yeah, beautiful, mm. beautiful. What about you, Ryan? Mm. Um, everyone, lock off of social media. It's it's pagan. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's Babylon. Um, personified. No, um, <laughs> if you can, if you can, I'm not an advocate for social media at all. I'm on there because the most I said, Ryan, you have to be on there for your music or whatnot. <laughs> but. Um, if if you want to talk about any of the things that were discussed in this and anything that I or Paul or Sean Nath yeah. like said resonates with you in any way, please feel free to holler at man on at r.t.hines, that's H-I-N-E-S. Um, and yeah, man, we all got music as well. Yeah, like we got yeah. we got things to you know resonate with your heart on a, on a musical level just as much as these words are because they the all of this can be encapsulated so much more in three minutes and a track written by a Paul Messenger talk, talk. or Nick for yeah. day get me so I check the music as well, man. It's not for us; it's for it's for yeah, you. Yeah. We make this music for you. We make this music for the resonance of heaven and not for our own purposes. Yeah, so yeah. don't think, man, trying to plug it to get money because that's not there. Yeah, end. true, true that. And God willing, maybe we might be able to do exchange some musical ideas and make some songs. But um, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, so thank you guys for joining. Thank you everyone for listening. I don't know, as of the time I'm recording this, I don't know how many parts I'm going to chop this conversation into. It might have to be three parts. Who knows, man? It's not my first. Hey, you know what? I've got another podcast, if you guys weren't aware. It's called Hashtag Faith Talk. I started it last year. The last episode I recorded, well, the last episode I released was the end of March this year, right? And St. CJ, shout out to St. CJ, my guy, Cullen. He was my last guest. Bro, we had to split that thing into four parts, man. And like each part was like 45 minutes because bro, that boy, he's got an incredible, whew, God has done stuff in his life, man. So all those listening, go check out my other podcast, hashtag faith talk or one word Let like the last four episodes on that one with St. CJ. There's a lot of crossover with what we talked about today, especially in part one with CJ talking about his experience of manhood and how his faith helped him navigate that as well. So. You can go and check that out as well on that other podcast. Um, thanks you all for listening um, and stay tuned for the next stuff. Peace. Respect, Nathan, man. I'm afraid that is the end of the conversation that I had with Paul and Ryan. 
Um, and speaking of faith, speaking of Christianity uh, and what the church can do to combat racism and to address racism, uh, there is a book that I would highly recommend you to read, especially if you're a UK Christian. And it is called We Need to Talk About Race, written by Ben Lindsay. Ben Lindsay is the founder of the organisation Power the Fight that does great work in combating racism and helping uh, black people in various ways through various means. And this book uh, is great. Um, I bought it and I've read it and I'm rereading it because it's got so much great content on um, practical steps uh, UK church leaders can take and UK church attendees can take as well in dismantling uh, racial ignorance and helping to um, make racial integration much more of a reality um, because it's, it's very easy for churches to talk about diversity and um, having a face value sort of approach to um, racial integration but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done and he's got great practical questions at the end of each chapter um, asking black people asking white attendees of churches and white church leaders uh, what they can do um, and he's got nice prompts nice questions and a few diagrams to illustrate points as well um, so it's a great book there's a few other people featured in the book as well that help Ben um, really unpack the various sort of ethnic minority ex um, experiences in UK churches so um, it's a great book I would highly recommend it and you can check out a link to order the book on Amazon in the description for this episode so I highly recommend please buy it through that link um, that link is an Amazon affiliates link which allows me um, to get a little bit of a commission for every order that is made through that link so um, if you could order through there that would really help me fund my content and uh, take it to the next level so if you want to support in you know just a small financial way then it would be great for you to order the book through the affiliate link that is in the description for this podcast so wherever you're listening just look on your screen look at the written description for this episode and you will see the link to order that book we need to talk about race a great 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 resource for today's uk christians so um and, and obviously it's not just for uk christians there's loads of transferable things in there that relate to just society in general so even if you're not christian there's still a few things in there that you might find interesting um, and if you are a Christian who is not in the UK there's still a lot of application that it can have to your church life um, as a believer so uh, thank you and I will see you in the next episode where we continue uh, this conversation um, about uh, black identity and racism and, and how Christianity and masculinity as well and how Christianity help with those things so thank you and peace some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside and some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. 
CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.